Good evening, brothers and sisters in the Lord. I want to welcome you today to today's book review. We are still reviewing the book, Satan Get Lost. Last week, we looked at chapter 1 to 4. I want to especially welcome those that are joining us for the first time. I pray that this review will bless your life in the name of Jesus. And also a special welcome to those that have been with us, that have been following the platform. God bless you for all the time that you put into this uh, this program in the name of Jesus. Like I said, last week we looked at the first four chapters. Satan the enemy, Jesus fixed him, see who you are, where is Satan? Today we will be looking at the concluding chapters of the book. Like I said, the book title is Satan Get Lost by David Riedekbo. Chapter 6, Dreams. Sorry, we will be starting from chapter 5. Chapter 5, Wash Out. Chapter 6, Dreams, Satan's Ninth Traps. 7, Guide Your Heart guard your heart. 8. You can walk out on the devil. 9. Instruments for humiliating Satan. 10. Here is it. 11. Over to you now. So these are the chapters we'll be looking at. Quickly, let's go into the review proper. Chapter 5. Washout. Now, the scriptural reference for this particular chapter is 1 Peter 5, 8. And the scripture says, Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant, and cautious in all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion, roaming in fierce anger seeking someone to seize up and devour. So from this scripture, we saw that the devil is at his duty post, constantly looking for who is going to tear apart. So the Bible tells us here that we must be vigilant, we must be cautious, we must be alert at all times in order for us to be able to detect his, his programs and be able to to expose some of his, uh, his all his uh, strategies and tricks also 2nd Corinthians 2 11 that scripture also says that Satan will not asmart us for we are familiar with his evil skin so the Bible advises us here to wash out for the devil. Yes, it is true that the devil no longer has any power because Jesus has stripped him of all his powers. But in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, we were also told that the devil is the craftiest, the shrewdest of all God's creatures. He is very smart, he is full of tricks. And it is with these tricks that, is, that he uses in bringing a lot of people under his bondage. The Bible even says, Jesus warned us that even the very elect 
If it is possible, they will be deceived by the devil. So the Bible makes us understand that the devil is a trickster. He's a trickster, he's full of tricks. And we need the understanding, the wisdom of God to be able to understand him. We need to see him the way Jesus, the way God sees him in order for us to be able to triumph over him. Like Bishop said, say to deal with a man of tricks, one has to be a man of wisdom. So we need the wisdom of God to be able to deal with the devil that is a master trickster. The book in the book Bishop made made us understand some of the whys of the devil, the tricks of Satan the devil. He mentioned some of them. We are going to look at some of them. I'm going to mention some of them also. He mentioned mis- miscarriage. He said, you see some people when they are pregnant and they have issues of blood flowing out, they will say they have lost the baby. And then he asked a question, is it a baby you are carrying or is blood you are carrying? So he said, this is a deception from the pit of hell because the Bible says that the blessing that God gives does not add sorrow. And the scripture also says that God will not allow us to cast our young. We will not be barren, neither will we cast our young. So we should be conscious of what the word of God says. And it is by the word of God that we do what? That we resist the devil and this uh, deception. Then two, he says suffering mentality. He said most people have this belief that Christianity is a proof of your Christianity is suffering. That when you suffer shows that yes, you are living the ideal or the true Christian life. But he made us to understand that Jesus said that his yoke is light and his body is easy. So that mentality shouldn't be part of us because it's not scriptural. Then he mentioned another whites, another trick of Satan. He said, as God said, he made us to understand that the trick that Satan used on Eve in the Garden of Eden, where he was trying to question the authenticity of God's word, he is also using it today. That is, when we are believing God for something, he tends to to make us question, make us doubt after we have done all that is necessary and we are waiting on God for our result. He comes and begins to question the word of God. Here we are told that when he comes in that manner, we should know that it is all a trick. It's only there to deceive us. We should hold fast to the word of God. Then he mentioned for that is too simple. He talked about here that the word of God is very simple. The simplicity of the word of God that many believers are finding it difficult to accept it. Even though they know that it is through the simplicity that they were saved, they still find it difficult to accept the simplicity of the word of God, the provision that the word of God has made for us. But Bishop made us to understand here that Christ has settled it all for us. So all we need to do is to receive. Number five, he mentioned that there is a faster way out. 
if we look at our world today, our society, our society today, you will see that so many people are looking for the fast way out. Here, he was talking about people who know God, who have done all the necessary things they need to do. And then you see this devil suggesting a way out for them, telling them, ah, this is going to take too much time. Why not do it this way? They want a faster. It's always, it's always bringing, you know, that suggestion, uh, the suggestion of a faster way out. If you look at it today, you see like all these boys who are, who are fraudsters, they call themselves, and that they are working with their phones. You see young boys who are even in the church, and then they begin to question their life. Say, ah, I've been serving God, I've been doing this and this and that, and yet I'm not seeing results. But look at this young man. Result is coming very quickly. Let me join them. This has pulled so many people out of the feet. But we are made to understand that all these are tricks of the devil. Anytime the devil is coming with a quicker way out that is in opposition to God's word, we are to say no to him. We are to resist him with the word of God. Then six, he said, like a roaring lion. Yeah, he made us to understand that Satan is specialized in passing out threats. He uses this trick to, you know, create fear in the mind of people. And as we read in the book of, as the Bible says in Job 3, 25, that the things I greatly fear have come upon me. So he uses this trick to do or to put fear in the mind of people. And fear begets a fall. So we must know the word as it pertains to our situation. Seven, he said, accuser of the brethren. He said the devil uses this trick to cage people. He accuses them and make them lose confidence in themselves. And that without confidence, they cannot overcome. Begin to point accusing finger at them daily, saying that this is what you have done and that is why your situation is like this. So that is his trick. He's only doing it so that he can lay hold of that person, that person's life, and put that person in bondage. Eight, he said, that thy faith fail not. Said Satan is always at the mission of attacking the faith of believers. His mission is to make them doubt the word of God. He's always out to crush their faith. But we must know that it's our faith that translates us. It is true faith that will live the translated life. And our faith, it is through our faith that we have overcome by our testimony and by our faith we overcome. So we must be conscious of this fact. When Satan is coming to attack our faith, we must be vigilant. We must be very, very vigilant. It is through faith that we can live in health. 
It is through faith that we can live in prosperity. So we must hold on to our faith. We must hold on to our faith. Faith is our lifestyle as believers. Chapter 6 Dreams, Satan's Ninth Traps Here the writer made us to understand that ninth dream that contradicts God's word, God's plan and program are Satan's trap, ninth snap, traps. Those nightmare we have, people have nightmare and then they begin to, you know, conclude that this is what God has revealed. They call it revelation. God reveals to me like this, that this will happen. Bishop made us to understand that they are all traps of the devil. They are all traps of the devil in order for him to gain access to our life. It's one of the tricks he uses, deceiving men. That some even believe that, yes, this is what God eh, as what God is, is telling me that is going to happen to me. And this brings fear in them. We give Satan an access to their life. So we are made to understand that nightmare does not determine the course of our life. It is the obedience to God's word that does. Here we see it in Joshua 1, 8. The word of God that determines our success, not the dreams we have in the night. Deuteronomy 28 also is also a confirmation of that. So we know that this dream Satan uses is just to instill fear in the life of men, an opportunity for him to afflict their life. Then the writer talked about Bible dream. He said, as believers, we are called to dream dreams of great future. Not negative dreams. Not dreams that opposes the plan and program of God for our life. But Bible dreams. Dreams that agrees with God's plans for our life. The writer said to be dreamless is to be doomed. He said the Bible is God's dream bank. His dream for a triumphant living. If we want to live a triumphant life, that is available in God's word for us to, to design our own dream. So he said from the Bible we can draw our own dreams. We can draw, design a dream of wealth, peace, good health, success, victory. He said any dream that is not rooted in God's word has no future. So that is why this is not daydreaming. It is not. It's not daydreaming now. And some people can just sit down and say, "Ah, tomorrow, and eh, my tomorrow will be this. My tomorrow will be that, like that." He said, "But these are dreams that are rooted in God's word. They are confirmation of God's word. It is only this kind of dream that has a future." He said, "Dreams that are outside the Bible is a trap of the devil." He said, Bible dreams are sealed with the blood of Jesus and tried in fire seven times. Whatever you see from Genesis to Malachi, from Matthew to Revelation, is available for you as your possession. So we see that, just as he said, the Bible is our dream bank. It's God's dream bank. So we, we want to live a triumphant life, a victorious life. 
that dream we can unnest from the Bible. You say dream makes a winner. It is a dream that determines destiny. He said, what we see today will determine what you become tomorrow. Then he said, God's magic formula for success, number one, is a dream. Number one is what? It's a dream. Not just any dream, a Bible-based dream. So before we can talk of fulfillment, there must be a dream. So, he said that, the Bible is God's dream bank where you can design your destiny and discover your future. Whatever you see in it is guaranteed as a dream that must come to pass. So, these are so many he talked about in that uh, chapter 6. He said, The most authentic dream any man can ever dream a Bible backed ones revelational imparted dreams he said they never they never fail chapter 7 guide your heart guide your mind sorry yeah proverbs 4 23 says keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life it made us to understand that the mind is very crucial. It's a crucial asset to a victorious life. The mind is the main target of Satan's attack. He said the mind is the eyes of the man. What he sees and accepts shapes that man's life. He said Satan can only have access to a man's affair through his mind. Once he captures a man's mind, he has gotten that man. Romans 8, 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So he said that there is a spiritualizing process of the mind that makes the abundant life that Jesus has come to give us a reality. As it applied to that scripture where we read, that we have to spiritualize our mind. We have to make our mind focus on God. Our mind should be tuned to God at all times. He said the principal access of the enemy into the believer's affair is through his mind. So the devil can bring anything around us, every challenges, circumstances, the things we see around us, he can use it to challenge all that we claim to know, all that we believe. So that is why we must renew our mind. Ephesians 4, 23, he says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Our mind must be renewed. We must renew our mind with God's word. So we must renew our mind. To make it resist the pollution of Satan, the enemy. Our mind must be correctly tuned to God. He also noted another scripture, Isaiah 26, 3, that we keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So our mind must be stayed on the Lord. Our mind must be tuned unto the Lord for us to be able to live above the rich, the access of the devil. So, 
he noted that we must have a spiritual perspective to life. We must see things the way God sees them. Not by the circumstances that surround us. Not, the, not what the circumstances and situations that surround us demands us to see. But what the scripture says concerning our situation. Noted Philippians 4 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things that are true, whatsoever things that are honest, whatsoever things that are just, whatsoever things that are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, good report, think on these things. So we must think on the things that are good because our thoughts shapes our life. Then he talks about depression. He said depression is a sin against oneself. And depression is a mood swing that a man is cast into. And who is the author of this? Is Satan. It's a mood swing into which a man is cast. And the author of it is Satan the devil. It It said depression blinds the mind. It depresses, it disconnects us from the Father. It makes the light of God's word to be unable to penetrate the heart of that man that is depressed. So he said, he talked about rejoice evermore. He said joy, in contrast to depression that makes a man a victim, makes a man a champion. Philippians 4 4 say rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice joy is a ventilator joy is a ventilator he said said it cleans the spirit without joy you have no access to revelation and without revelation there is no faith and without faith there is no victory he said our joy should come from the Lord always not from the things we have not from the things we have. We have seen churches who, you know, who draw people into their congregation by offering gifts to them. And you see that after the gift of coming, that is the end of their fellowship. That is the end of their relationship with God. That is because they feel the contentment they get, or the satisfaction they get, comes from what they get, what is given to them. It is not from the God they are serving. So he said, our joy should come from what? From who? From God. It should, come, it should come because we have God, not because of what we possess. Then he talked about, finally, he said, casting down, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Casting down imaginations and every item that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Here he talked that we must ensure that we guide our hearts against any kinds of imagination, every kind of thing or thought that wants to contradict God's word. We should guide our heart against it. Chapter 8, you can walk out on the devil. He said we must know that every form of affliction, whether poverty, sickness, infirmity, is an imprisonment of the devil. We must also understand that our Lord Jesus has defeated him. 
and he has no power to hold us back. We can walk out of him. That it, it is the ball is in our court. One, he said, how can release your faith? Release your faith through the release of your faith. He said, the enemy we are dealing with is not a physical one. The only weapon that works on him is the weapon of faith. First John 5, 4. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Bishop specifically noted that your faith is a fortress that keeps the devil of your territory. It is by walking, it is by walking, by walking by faith that we will overcome all difficulties. Two, he said, know the word. Osea 4, 6 said, my people perish. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, so many things are happening today to believers because they lack knowledge of the word of God. According to Mark 4, 11, the mystery of God's kingdom has been given unto us. To the others and the devil is a parable. When we study the word, meditate and do what he says, we become taller than the devil. It can only be under our feet. God's word makes us smarter than the devil. When we don't know the truth about any matter, the devil gets you carried away with with his lies. Embrace the word. Psalm 119 verse 130 said the entrance of the world giveth light. He noted that the illuminator of the believer, the illuminator of the believer is the word. When it comes and until it lights come, you don't talk of shining or winning or victory. The writer said your distinction is in the word of God. Your separation is in the word of God. The difference between you and everybody else will be determined by the word. This is why we just have to embrace the word of God more than your necessary food and all other necessities of life. For you have the power. We are carriers of God's power. According to the book of Luke chapter 10, 19, Behold, I have given unto you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And also, John 1, 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. We must be conscious of our status. We are superior to the force, the forces of the enemy. Bishop said, we are a power container. We have God on our inside. This is the fundamental secret of all his own victory in his life. Five, exercise your divine authority. We were made to understand that the things which God has promised us are there in his word. We have used our divine authority to bring them into manifestation. He talked about prophecy. Bishop said it is time 
to speak out the way you want things to be and see heaven established your decree he said it is impossible to walk in the realm of signs and wonders without the correct use of your mouth what you call is what answers until you call your case dead it is still alive there are three things that he noted that happens to what we speak it gives god what to confirm whatever you say in his ears that he does it forces your enemy to give up the word we speak set a standard against your enemy said angels take instruction from what you say because they are your messengers whatever you say to them is an order seven he said be strong first john 2 14 says i have written unto you young men because ye are strong and the word of god abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one yeah we are told to be strong what makes us strong is the word that abided in us when we have the sufficiency of the word in us we have already overcome the wicked we are told to be strong in the lord and in the power of his mind being strong in our work with god to be conscious that we are of god eight he said resist the devil it is the devil's mission to steal to kill and to destroy he never relents Therefore, we must, according to James 4, 7, submit ourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We are in a battlefield with the devil because he's our enemy. When we resist him by being submissive to God's word, be obedient to God's word, he has no choice but to flee. He noted here that what it means to resist the devil is to take charge and let him know that you are the boss. You can only be the boss when you have abundance of God's word in you, when you know who you are, when you know the authority you possess. It is only then that you can take charge. Then nine, he said, the weapons of resistance. The word of God releases it, releasing it in faith, releasing the word of God in faith. Now, this will depend on the amount of God's word that we have in us. The amount of God's word that we have in us will determines, will determine how we release it we determine what we are releasing so the devil cannot hang around our life when god's word reigns supreme there all we need to do therefore is to be drunk with god's word and when we are drunk with god's word we'll be ready to release it any day when the devil raises his head what we need to know what god says about our situation and use it to stand against 
Satan. 9. Leave the earthly realm. Bishop said to remain a terrestrial Christian in these day, days and age we are in is a curse. The devil has been cast down to earth, having great wrath. You cannot remain earthly and survive as a Christian. Say so you just have to live the translated life. They are heavenly Christians and earthly ones. This is determined by the quality of their work with God. The heavenly Christians are Christians who, through their work with God, has been translated and seated in heavenly places with Christ. The things of the world does not bother them. Situations and circumstances of the world does not threaten them. The heavenly, the heavenly Christian is under the mercy of the situation, the suffering, the disease and control of Satan the devil who is the God of this world. Then he said, run to Zion. Say Zion is a place ordained by God as refuge for the oppressed. This is a city of God. He said it's a place where people re- receive their deliverance. They receive salvation. They are healed from every manner of sickness, every manner of, di- of disease. It's a city of refuge. It's a shield against the wickedness of the wicked. If anything is not going right for any reason, he said we should go to God in Zion, report to him. Obedia 17. said, but upon man Zion shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. And Zion today we liken to our various places of worship where we worship God. Chapter 9. And these places of worship are where the power of God is manifested. They attempt testimonies of salvation, testimonies of healing, testimonies of deliverance. These are testimonies that are visible in these places of meeting God. Chapter 9. He said the instrument for humiliating Satan. He said wisdom is the unfolding of God's secret which makes stars of ordinary men. This manifold wisdom of God operating in the church is what God will use to bring down the forces of the devil. He mentioned some of these instruments. This manifold wisdom of God operating in the church is what will bring down the works of the devil in the times we are in now. He mentioned the mantle, the prophetic utterance, the anointing oil, the blood of Jesus, which he said is a singular devastating weapon against Satan. Every time we plead the blood of Jesus, the blood begins to speak pass over. Every evil passes over. It's a must. Five, he said the communion. He said the communion is a greater drug. Drug is greater than any kind of drug. A drug that brings healing to any form of disease or sickness or affliction. 
He said he renew, we renew internal life policy every time we come to the communion table. It is the very life of God that we contact in the communion. So that whatsoever flows in Jesus begins to flow in us. The communion is the best drug for any kind of sickness. Chapter 10 said, yeah, it is. Now chapter 10 is just filled with testimony of how Satan is losing ground in every area of life today. If you go through that chapters, you will see so many great, wonderful, powerful testimony in that chapter. Death, disgraced, hate victim, heeds, healed, mad, people healed, broken marriages restored, so many testimony. Finally, chapter 11, over to you now, over to you now, yeah, we, the scriptural reference here is Ephesians 1, 18 to 23. That scripture said, I pray that your heart will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future he has called you to share. I want you to realize that God has been made rich because we who are Christ have been given to him. I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe him. It is that same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heaven, far, far above any other king or ruler or detector or leader. Yes, his honor is far more glorious than that of anyone else, either in this world or in the world to come. And God has put all things under his feet and made him the supreme head of the church, which is the body, which is his body, filled with himself, an altar and giver of everything, everywhere. So we see that the church is over all things. The church has power over sickness. Church has power over diseases. Name it over poverty. And we are made to understand that we are seated in heavenly places. There's no room for Satan to operate there. The word of God will keep us on top. That is why we have to have sufficient, we have to have the word of God sufficiently in our spirit. If we give the word of God its right place in our life, what makes you an overcomer is what is written. What is written in the word is what makes us an overcomer. So from this book, we have been able to see so many things. The man of God has poured out so much into this book, so much revelation that the understanding of this book will grant us deliverance from any kind of bondage that anyone finds in, I've been or I, I, I found this for ourselves. 
because you will see that Satan has fallen completely. He has fallen, he has been defeated completely. We are already by nature of our new bet. We are winners. We are champions. We are victors. So if we are not living the victorious life, that is our inheritance in Christ Jesus, the power-packed life, then something is wrong. Then we need to go back to the drawing board. We need to go back to the world and begin to search the scripture. That is where the solution to every difficulty is the manual. The Bible is the manual of life, the book of life. Everything we need for life, everything we need for godliness is in that book. That is where the solution lies. God bless you for taking our time to listen to this, uh, to today's review. I pray that this book has blessed your life. Like I always do. Whenever I've, I've read any book, even after the review, I like to go down, go back, take time to digest. You know, I shoe it like the goat, take a beat and begin to shoe and exercise it and begin to practice. Let it be so for every one of us. These books we are reading are meant to be expressed in our life. The truths and the revelations we are getting from all these from, from all the various books we are reading are supposed to be expressed in our life. If we read all these books and our lives remain the same, then it's a, it's a pity. Because the truths that are in this book are transformative. They are supposed to transform our lives. And I pray that our life will be transformed in Jesus' name. If you have any question, any observation, any contribution, you can drop on the platform. God bless you richly. In Jesus' name. Amen.